At his trial for impiety, Socrates said, the unexamined life is not worth living. You see, above all things, he valued the pursuit of wisdom and understanding through logical argument and reason. So when he was challenged, he chose death over exile. Now that's conviction for you. G'day, it's Peter, and welcome to Office Anywhere, a podcast about working and living on your terms, whether that's cutting coat on the deck of a Balinese villa, crafting ad copy from a cafe in Portland, Oregon, or building websites from a home office in Melbourne, Australia. If you've had enough of the daily commute and the limitations that working in an office imposes, or you're already working remotely, but you want to explore some of the doors that it opens for you, then this is the podcast for you. To learn more about Office Anywhere, just go to officeanywhere.co. It's healthy to question things and to examine our mindset, our beliefs and frames of reference, especially when they relate to widely accepted norms. But at some point, the navel-gazing becomes more a place to hide, not a tool for liberation. Now, I've been overthinking things my whole life. I've read enough books to fill my office, and I'll continue to read and learn. But in the last few years, I've been relearning that decisions and actions tend to make the most difference, specifically two of each. Two decisions two actions. Sure, accruing self-knowledge about how we perceive things uh, matters, from our boss's condescension and why they're like that, or our perspective on money and how we earn it and how we spend it and how we invest it, that kind of thing, right to understanding what our partner actually means when she says, does my bum look big in this? Yes, the way we think matters. It affects our inner and outer world. But the people who change their lives are the ones who do at least as much as they think. Which brings me to the point of this episode. The life that you want fundamentally comes down to two decisions and two actions. Now, of course, you could argue that it's thousands of decisions and actions, and you'd be right. But then that's just another place to hide, as far as I'm concerned, and it's overthinking it again. No, it's two decisions and two actions. So let's look at those. The first decision. Everything begins with a decision, consciously or unconsciously. Whether it's starting a company or farting in an elevator, we decide minute by minute what comes next. Now, starting a company is a big decision because, well, it might just succeed. And if that happens, it'll have a dramatic effect on our life and everyone close to us. Or it might fail, which could be worse. Most intelligent people will acknowledge the significance of this undertaking because they've seen what it does to people's lives and the relationships they have with those around them, whether it's good or bad. When you start a business, there are many factors at play, some of which you can't control. That's why it's critical to have a mindset that expects to succeed but plans for the downside, that focuses on things that matter but adapts quickly to unexpected events. Everyone who succeeded or failed at creating one will tell you this. So when it comes to creating a life you love, you first have a decision to make, and that is to define it. The decision is to take off your rose-coloured Instagram celebrity watcher glasses and instead decide to create your own definition of success for you, just you. Pretend no one's watching and that no one cares what you do, because for the most part, it's true. People don't care. Those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. So the decision is to be the arbiter of your own life. It doesn't have to be epic, but it has to be yours. So then we come to the first action, 
which is to invest the time and mental energy to map out what your ideal life actually looks like, to actually write it down. Now, this can be as simple as, for example, I work from home five days a week. I take my kids to and from school each day. I invest 10% of whatever I earn. I have enough free time to travel and I create a meaningful project on the side or projects on the side. Or it might be... um, I've moved to a beachside villa in Bali. I make enough money to work only half the year. I've become a certified yogini and I'm starting a blog. Or maybe you might even go full throttle and say, I have built a profitable company, I employ a thousand people, and I'm changing the world. It doesn't matter what it is. The important thing is to make it personal and to make it yours, to own it, believe it, and be proud that it's yours. You might be tempted to write an essay about it, but I'm kind of not in favour of that because you don't want to scupper the whole vision when a few details change along the way, which is very likely. So I advocate keeping things as simple as possible, keeping them memorable and appealing. If it doesn't give you butterflies, then it won't inspire or motivate you to make the second decision. But I tell you, if you complete this step, then you're already ahead of most people. So let's talk about the second decision. First off, the first decision was easy because, well, It's exciting to make that decision, the decision that I'm going to change my life. The first action too is easy because, well, it's fun to dream about how your life's going to change. It's what what people do each week before the lottery numbers are drawn. But the second decision though is hard. It's hard because you have to be honest with yourself about your circumstances, about your limitations and your timeframes. But most of all, it's hard because this is where you put your name down and commit to showing up. It's where you acknowledge that what got you here probably won't get you there, that place that you mapped out in the first action. So this decision, this second decision, is about committing to learning and doing what's necessary to get you from the bottom of the mountain to the top, not in panicked fashion, but methodically and consistently. The truth is it'll probably take you years to do this, but really that's okay, because whether you succeed or not, in 10 years' time, you'll be 10 years older either way. Most of us, and you've probably heard this many times, most of us overestimate what we're, going to, what we're going to achieve in a year. You know, it's always a case of where did the year go? I mean, we're already halfway through this year. I don't know where the hell that went. But we grossly underestimate what we're going to achieve in a decade. Most of us know of someone who seemingly rose from obscurity and suddenly made it big. What we forget, though, is that suddenly usually includes a decade or more of consistent action. It's rarely as sudden as we think it is. Most successes begin slowly and then they compound. The curve looking like a hockey stick. There's not much visible um, change for a long time. You really can't see much change, but then there's a sudden surge of success. So commit to the idea that you probably don't know what you don't know yet. Commit to figuring out what you need to learn finding trusted sources to learn from, and then doing the work to learn and apply what they teach you. And don't be a penny pincher on this either. Most of the best practical knowledge comes at a price, whether it's a book, a course, a membership somewhere, or a conference, whatever. Paying for good advice from those who've done what you want to do saves you time and money. It also reduces the likelihood of your quitting. A final tip on this, instead of the shotgun approach to learning, try to learn only what you need to take the next step, not step 27. I tried what I call just-in-case learning for years, and all it did was overwhelm me. Instead, focus on just-in-time learning. Just learn what you need for the next step. 
Okay, now we get to the second action. So we've talked about the first step, uh, sorry, the first decision, the first action, the second decision, and now we're on to the second action. Now, the second action knocks most people out. It's the step that separates those who rely on inspiration from those who focus on process. In James Clear's wonderful book, Atomic Habits, he talks about the importance of identity and processes. He says that goals provide direction and can even push you forward in the short term, but a well-defined system, a process, will always win in the end. After deciding the type of person that you want to be, it's then a matter of proving it to yourself with small wins. Committing to a process makes all the difference. I mean, the truth is anyone can pull an all-nighter or two when they're inspired. I've done that many times. Um, You've probably felt unstoppable during moments of peak inspiration. But the thing is, it's not sustainable. Worse, it creates an emotional roller coaster where you feel empowered one day and just screwed the next. You feel powerless the next. You're either exhausted mentally, physically, or you have a couple of setbacks and you start to resent all of those late nighters that you pulled. The ones who really make it in this world are those with daily habits that put them on the path to success and they focus on mastering those habits. So the bulk of their success then is in habit mastery, not outcomes. The outcomes take care of themselves. By focusing on their habits, they're successful every day, not one day. I can't tell you what specific habits that you'll need to master, but you can bet that they're going to be pretty simple. They're going to include things like how and when you sleep, how early you rise and what you do every morning, how you treat your body. Um, It's going to involve learning and improving a little bit every day and very importantly, who you surround yourself with. And it doesn't have to be who you uh, physically um, surround yourself with. It could be what you listen to, what you consume. Do you sit there and watch TV? Do you consume the news? Do you stare at social media all day long? Or do you deliberately and consciously select who you surround yourself with? Um, In the blog post that goes along with this episode, which you'll find at officeanywhere.co slash 78, I've included links to four posts that I wrote a while ago that might help you with this. Um, One of them is called, and it relates more specifically to remote work, it's called Three Habits Every Remote Worker Should Have. Um, Another is called How to Improve Your Life with a Few Simple Decisions, The Meaning of Life, Nine Ideas on Meaning and Purpose, and Your Values, The BS Versus the Truth. I recommend you uh, pick one or two of those, or all of them, and have a bit of a read through if you're wondering exactly what kind of habits you should be thinking about mastering. See, at the end of the day, getting the life you want isn't that complicated. Like I said, it's two decisions and two actions. The first decision is deciding that you're going to create the life you want just making that decision that you're going to create it. Action number one is defining what that is. And more importantly, much more importantly, I think, defining who you will become. I found that, um, just going back to James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, I found that was a complete game changer for me. I've read a ton of books on habits and productivity and success and all this sort of stuff. But the way James explained the fact that all change begins with identity that you decide who you are as a person, then the habits are created from that. You define the habits from that. It is so much easier. You know, I um, decided not long after starting James's book that I no longer wanted to be the person that retired to my garage each day at six o'clock and had a cigar or two and a glass of red wine. I just decided I didn't want to be that person anymore. And literally overnight, that's what I did. And I never went back to it. 
So decision one was to decide that you're going to create the life that you want. Action number one was defining what that is and defining who you will become. Decision number two is deciding to show up and do what's required. Understanding and accepting that it's going to take some time. And the second action, which is the fourth step essentially, is instead of inspiration, focusing on mastering daily habits, knowing that the outcomes will follow. Like it or not, where you go from here is entirely up to you. There will be obstacles, doubts and setbacks, but the decision to do what's required and a commitment to mastering your habits will change your life far more than inspirational goals ever will. Reading, learning and thinking won't help you one jot unless you develop habits tied to actions that lead you where you want to go. So no matter how you slice it, your life will come down to these two decisions and these two actions. You can add all the nuance and complexity you like, but without these you'll only go in circles. Anyway, that's it for me for this fortnight. Thanks for hanging out with me again on the Office Anywhere podcast. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, you'll find the blog post that goes along with this over at officeanywhere.co slash 78. Until next time we chat, here's to working and living on your terms. I'll catch you then. See ya. 